Good morning and good afternoon whenever you come across this video. My name is Julian Carrion and here with me is Christian Diaz and we will take you into life as young believers. We will be using this podcast to share the word of God with all who listen. We pray that each episode will be powerful and resonates in each of your hearts. God bless everyone. Good morning and good afternoon whenever you come across this video. My name is Julian Carrion and here with me is Christian Diaz and we will take you into life as young believers. We will be using this podcast to share the word of God with all who listens. We pray that each episode will be powerful and resonates in each of your hearts. God bless everyone. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Uh, welcome to another video. It's like, nah, I don't know why I started off with that. But God bless you. My name is Julian, if you don't know already. And this is my podcast, Life as Young Believers. Life as Young Believers. And uh, our message here on Life as Young Believers is just to uh, preach the word of God through young believers. Give insight on the word and on situations through the minds of belie- young believers. And also uh, also uh, encourage uh, other youth like what to do how to do it and what are the basic principles of God that he gives us in his word on how we should live our lives as young believers for the kingdom of Jesus today 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 I wanted to make a very special episode very sensitive episode and also a very encouraging and I would say it, it was a must-do episode really and it's on the war in Ukraine on the war in Ukraine and as we all know it whoever follows the news whoever knows like everybody should know by now but uh, U- uh Russia has just invaded Ukraine uh, what was that today's March 4th it was uh February 24th they began their invasion and uh so basically it's war. It's all our war in uh, Ukraine because Russia is trying to take it back. And today, I just want to talk about that for a second. Talk about the history of that, but also talk about where sh- where we should stand as the church. Because many of us are are talking about the situation, but many of us are confused. What should the church do? How should the church operate in the season? And and in a world aspect, how should the Church of Christ be reacting to this war, and how we should be pleading to God uh, against this war, and just things like that. And I, it's something I don't really do, like just talking in general. But this podcast was made also to be vulnerable and just be truthful, and just to be um, open to new ideas. And today, I would have never thought of making this uh, episode, but. Then again, situations uh, happen, and today we're going to turn uh, what the enemy made for evil and turn it for good, because, you know, this war, it, may lo- it looks bad, yes, it is bad, but then again, God is not done. All hope is not lost. So before we get into it, I'm going to just pray real quick, and uh, let's just do that. Father God, thank you, Lord. I thank you for bringing us all here, for protecting us all these weeks, all these days, Lord, all these minutes of the day, Lord. I thank you for your move and everything you do, Lord, in the midst of crisis. I pray your spirit, Lord, encourage all of us right now in this moment. Spread your knowledge over us, your wisdom, Lord, and give us new revelation right now in this moment. Show us something we've never learned before and have your way, Jesus. We honor you. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
So I wanted to start off as a, basically a a a Bible verse. Sorry, just a Bible verse on the where the church should be standing and how Jesus uh, directs His church to do. Uh, what to do and uh and really everyday life and specifically i feel like we need to be uh speaking this over ourselves and uh living by this uh by this command that's found in philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 and it says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I like that verse because it says, do not be anxious about everything, anything. And if we look all over the world right now, everybody is anxious. Everybody is worried. Everybody is going crazy right now. And the Lord calls us in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Be at peace with the Spirit of God. That even though all hell is breaking loose, you have access to be peace with the Spirit of God. That as you pray, peace will not only transcend, not only reveal Himself through you, but through the people around you. That peace will be with you. But it's simple. All you have to do is pray. Just pray, pray, pray. So you see, Jesus calls His church to be to remain peaceful. That not only you have peace in your hearts, but you pray for peace. That you pray for peace in your neighborhood, in your city, in your country, in this in this world, in all the countries. That unity and peace will spread all over the land. That's what he's calling us to do. This not only means peace for Ukraine, but also peace in Russia. Not only peace in the Ukrainian president, but also in the Russian leader, Putin that the Lord's peace may shine all over them because we don't deserve the forgiveness of God they don't deserve the forgiveness of God but God still forgives Jesus still came so we need to, we need to pray for that peace because God doesn't have favorites he loves us all just uniquely the same and now I just want to give some facts about this war for those of you that may not know how this happened, uh, the history to this war. You may not know how how has the world got, how has the world have come to this place. And uh, just to refresh in your memory, um, uh, it was February 24th that uh, you, uh, Russia just uh, began invading Ukraine. Uh, the whole the, the whole world knew this moment could happen, but it was still a very shock. And I think the biggest shock, the shock that's happening right now that is Ukraine is actually fighting back. You know, in, in my journalism class and in, in school this week, we were listening to a podcast about a girl that's given, um, uh, she's uh, telling a story about what's happening in Ukraine specifically. And she said the biggest surprise is that Ukraine is actually fighting back and they won't just give up. They actually hold their major cities uh, they're actually uh, given a bigger fight than what the news has revealed. That they're actually uh, doing more damage than what the what the news is revealing. So just a reminder that uh, all hope is not lost. That you uh, there's amazing amazing miracles happening in Ukraine. Also, I I was watching this video from uh, uh, this uh, famous pastor's church and this 
this lady, she's from Ukraine, and her parents were seeing just miracle signs and wonders happening in Ukraine in the midst of the world, in the midst of the war, that they were actually still congregating in the midst of missiles flying. They were still congregating on a Sunday. Like, that's crazy. You're you're still having church on a Sunday while your country's getting invaded. It's pretty bizarre what God's doing over there in the midst of this. So here's some background information about this war, world. I mean, this war, sorry. I'm all over the place. It's just uh, Friday. It's one of those days. So 1990. Anti-communist press sweep Central and Eastern Europe, starting in Poland and spreading throughout the Soviet bloc. In Ukraine, January 1990, it sees more than 400,000 people joining hands in a human chain stretching some 400 miles from western city of Ivano-Frankivsk, I think it's called, to... Uh, Kivi, which is the capital, in the north-central part of Ukraine. Many waved the blue and yellow Ukrainian flag that had been banned under Soviet rule. So if you, not, if you did not know, uh, Ukraine used to be under the Soviet uh, Soviet Union's rule. Uh, July 16, 1990, the Rada, the new Ukrainian par- parliament formed out of the previous Soviet legislature, votes to declare independence from the Soviet Union. Union. So Ukraine declares independence. Uh, authorities recall Ukrainian soldiers from other par- parts of the USSR and will to shut down basically a nu- nuclear power plant in northern Ukraine. Uh, 1990, allowing a failed coup in Moscow, the Ukrainian parliament declares independence a second time on August 24th. So this is the second time they're declaring uh, independence from the uh, independence from the Soviet Union. A date that is still celebrated as Ukraine's official independence date, which is August 24th. In December, Ukrainians vote to make their independence official when they disapprove the declaration by a landslide. 92% of votes in favor. The Soviet Union officially dissolves on December 26, 1991. So, right there, Ukrainians free their their independent and they have been uh not under the soviet union's ruin how long has it 1991 so that's what 10 years 20 years that's about 20 something 22 something like that around around that area 22 21 23 around that area of years uh if we fast forward all the way to 2021 Russia sends troops to the border of Ukraine and Russia, right where the uh, the line meets on the map. Uh, even though they said that they they left the border, Putin uh, actually said to the press, actually said to the uh, all the nations that he was uh, drawing troops away. But actually, thousands of troops remained there. They remained at the border, and basically, they were basically like provoking. They were like provoking Ukraine, the uh, Ukraine, the country of Ukraine. It was like a, a toxic, a toxic boyfriend at, at your house provoking you, provoking you, saying that he was doing something. He they were just there. They were just there. And then, as we know, 2022, Russia invades, urges other countries to join war, to not join war for 2022. Russia invades, as we all know, but. One of the biggest things that I thought that was like pretty crazy is that uh, the leader of Russia, he goes on to the news and says, listen, he was basically says, uh, he basically says to all the country, I think specifically to the United States, he basically says, don't join us. Don't don't try to help because basically you will suffer the consequences. That's what he said. And that was crazy. So basically Russia Russia still believes, basically, the pres- uh, the leader of Russia, Putin, he, Vladimir Putin, he still believes that um, 
Russia has is a rightful uh, owners and they should be ruling over Ukraine still that he wants to uh, really go back to those ways of the Soviet Union he wants to rule over right he wants to rule over Ukraine and he would just wants to restore that Russian power that was before and basically he's like if, if we're being honest he's like a dictator and basically he's He's terrorizing a lot of people and it's causing major division and i think the biggest thing is uh now now almost all the countries is removing their financial connections to russia and that's pretty crazy uh this is actually causing russia to depend on bitcoin heavy because all the assets from banks and all of those countries are moving out of russia and taking their business elsewhere because they don't want anything involved with russia companies are actually suffering because they rather not have anything to do with the country right now in this moment. But I think the biggest thing is that we need to, we, we can't have stereotypes. Uh, that's the biggest thing I think for, I, I see right now because many of us see Russian people like, oh my goodness, it's Russian people, they're they're just like their president, they're just like their leader that they want to over overtake uh, this country and they want to uh, spread uh, warfare, spread blood. But in reality, um, if you look in Russia, ru- there, there's mass protests all over Russia, and they're protesting against the war. They're protesting that they're actually protesting against the government. The Russian people actually hate the government right now because the government, like, bro, you're doing something terrible for nothing is gonna be gained out of this. So that's where the Russian people stand. It's like we need to stop having these stereotypes, and there's a lot of them that all Russian people are bad. No, it's the government that's actually bad right now. It's the leaders that are actually doing this, and it's not the Russian people. And I seen uh, there was this famous, I think he's a hockey player, I'm not sure, but he was Russian, and they took away his sponsorships just because he's Russian. Isn't that crazy? So I think we need to stop having these stereotypes about this about this war going on and it's not the russian people it's the russian government remember that and there's many people that have been wrong but the question right now is where should this church stand in all this and it's kind of simple the basic answer is pray pray for peace pray for unity don't only pray for unity in ukraine and peace in ukraine but pray for unity in russia and peace in russia that somehow these two countries will actually be united and not not in division that the world would not be united in division but they will be united you just pray the church's stance is to pray to intercede for these countries to intercede for the whole world that unity will flow and not division that peace will flow and not warfare but instead we go into spiritual warfare and, pro- and protest in the spirit against the physical warfare that is killing innocent, innocent lives that's where the church stands and I'm going to read this, another verse, it's found in uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. And it says, I urge you, then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. That means all people. That doesn't mean you. That doesn't mean only USA. That doesn't mean only Russia. That doesn't mean only Ukraine, but all people. For kings and all those in authority... So like we, so this this is saying that we need to pray for all people and also pray for the kings and those in, in authority. We need to pray for our world leaders that they want to be they want to have these minds uh, set in warfare, set in division, but they will have these mindsets uh, set on the face of God that they will be realigned uh, and they will see 
what God wants to do and not what they want to do. They want they want to see in the physical, but they receive in the supernatural. So we need to pray for our leaders as well. And it, and it says in the second part of that verse that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all goodness, godliness, and holiness. It basically says live in peace. And uh, that's the biggest stance the church needs to have is peace. That they don't argue, that they don't try to uh, debate what is happening, but instead they will pray peace pray for peace and just intercede on behalf of these countries that we will be in unity and not division and also pray for the church that it will not be divided but unified that every denomination it doesn't matter but everyone everyone there's only one true god and that is jesus jesus christ there's only one way so we need to pray that there's unity in jesus it's as simple as that no debating no fighting no division, but unity in the mighty name of Jesus. And that concludes the episode today. I, I really hope that you were impacted in, in, in any way. Maybe you were informed with new knowledge. Uh, maybe you were informed off the base of scripture. But I'm just praying that uh, God touched your life in, in any way possible. And I was able to bring you insight and really bring a new word to you. So well, I thank you for tuning in for life. And yeah, uh, sorry, I'm everywhere right now but thank you for tuning in today in life is young believers uh if you want to stay connected just follow us on instagram and uh just stay tuned for our next episode god bless you